You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 366, Beginnings, Endings, and Other Mysteries. And welcome to episode 366 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and as you can probably tell, I am barely breathing, boy. <laughs> the allergies, they are they are kicking my ass right now. So, so I'm going to keep this. It's not sh- the most useful of superpowers. It, uh, it really uh, isn't. <laughs> it would surely have me rejected from, uh, from the anything, triads. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So, so I, I'm just going to move on to Darren. Oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> My name is Darren Noel, and I guess I am Ratio Boy because I am taking a financial analysis class, and I have 20 ratios to memorize for my test next Tuesday. Yay! Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that <laughs> you just, crap. You just sure took that course because it has anal in the title, right? <laughs> Probably. <gasps> Probably. Dirty. I'm not. I'm not going to confirm nor deny those rumors. Sir. It explains so much. It does, though, doesn't it? <laughs> Okay, Scotty, over to you. you I am Scott Coles. <laughs> I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. I actually slept before work last night, so I'm ah. not exhausted. You took a power nap. Although I will, I would no, I didn't even do that. I went and played magic after I was done uh, work. So uh, tonight, uh, tonight I am uh, leaping into the '70s, lad. Uh, one of the gentlemen at work uh, oh, yes. found a, a beautiful old rotary phone, an orange rotary phone at a garage sale and thought, of, and thought of me. So <laughs> I am now the proud owner of a nice mint, well, not, not quite mint, but pretty cherry uh, yeah. orange phone. It's awesome. I fixed the, I pulled it apart, fixed the ringer. Ooh. Oh, it's glorious. Fixed the ringer. Oh, yeah. Does it, it go ding a ling a ling or does it go clang a lang a lang? It go depends on who's calling. <laughs> definitely clang. Alan, pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the Monkey Man hotline for sure. It does. Oh yeah, it does. That thing needs to be like inside Shakespeare's head or something. <laughs> no, it's next to Shakespeare's those, head, but it's uh, under next the, to it. That's right. It's the button in Shakespeare's head. Yeah, it's right. under yeah. the cake. Uh, the cake, the cake thing. It's a big cake thing. Yeah, yeah I gotta get one of those. <laughs> you should. I think we have one around somewhere, actually. And have it like silent alarm trigger. <laughs> you, you, but you'd have to commandeer it, and and so you'd you'd steal it with the cake still in it, and say nobody move, and the cake gets it. That's right. I'm just gonna borrow this and eat this, and. <laughs> As long as no one tries to stop me, everyone will be fine. Except for me, I'll have the Vetus. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, you will. So what are we what's going on here? I hear another voice. What's going, oh, yes, what's going yes. on over there? And guest starring. Uh, hi, everybody. I'm Mark Sweeney. And lately, I've been easy, easy. Guest star? Yeah. 
Guesting. 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 Guess. Guess talking. Let's see how this first one goes, then we'll see if we call it a Holy this, crap. This is the guy who doesn't read any Legion. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, lately I've been masquerading as Halloween costume kid. Oh, nice. Making a Halloween costume for my kid. Ooh. But I've been leaving a series of clues around the house uh, to my true identity of Honored Lad. Oh. I am uh, honored to be asked to join you guys tonight. Hey, it's our pleasure, oh, sir. Oh, nice save. Yeah. <laughs> 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 points in the power demonstration category I guess so what what's the um <laughs> tell us what what what's the halloween costume gonna be this year my uh, four-year-old wants to be a dragon nice I so his his costume since he's been born have been all kind of a do-it-yourself and that falls on old dad ah uh, that's I've been awesome having, I've, been, I've been having fun with the dragon one i, I accepted the challenge and <laughs> the uh the only store-bought component uh is the wings couldn't couldn't do the wings, but I have a great snout that I made. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's a line you don't hear every day. <laughs> no, no, I have a great snout. Hey. I want to tell you guys too. There's a lot more uh, room in the time bubble than I thought. Oh room. yeah, well you know, once you yeah. clear out the basement a little, it's all good. <laughs> there's the pony keg down there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's if, you, if you just put the powder. empties off to the side. <laughs> Please. Got it. A lot of empties. <laughs> hey, a Tesseract mini fridge somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's it's really expensive, though. <laughs> He's like making it's, some kind of Christmas cocktail concoction, knowing him. It's like 30, 30 credits for a Toblerone bar. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is painful. Yeah. That imported silver ale. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Paul, guess, uh, you'll be happy to know Kevin's going out as Dino Man again this year. That's awesome. Dino Man? He's got, he's got a new Dino Man yeah. costume now. So Very, like, very right? cool. Yeah, well, yeah. no, because years ago we made a short film with that starred Kevin uh-huh. as, as Dino Man. Huh. And, uh, and uh, he was from yeah, my... He was about four then, yeah, four or five, right? Yeah, I, yeah. It's been about four or five years, right? Wow, oh, definitely. At least. Wow, kids are growing up. This this has to stop I know, right? because when it's they grow us. up, that means that I got stuff? older. So I can't have this anymore. Yeah, because I think El- from everybody, you know, that happens fast. And sure enough, four years have gone by like nothing. Seriously, yeah, I, I th- yeah, because I was still in the old house then, so that that puts it at, at, at five years ago. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Like right around this time of year too, so I think so. Yeah, yeah. you people in your breeding, stop it! Just <laughs> <laughs> hey, one and done, one and done here, folks. Uh, uh, good for you. Good I, for I, you. I, I said uh, yeah. That. Hey, pure, purely by accident. That's how <laughs> I go. <laughs> I wasn't you, even trying. You take a left at the cervix, and then you go up the highway. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, no, if I did that, there wouldn't be any babies. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That so, works. Yeah. <laughs> <took a laughs> Wait turn. a second. <laughs> so, um, so Mark, we, we're, we're going to make you the subject of things, first of all. Okay. So where, whereabouts, are, where, whereabouts are you based? Uh, I am in uh, West Warwick, Rhode Island, so suburb, oh. suburban Oh, that area. state no one knows exists. Yes, it is not New York. Wait. Or part of Massachusetts. <laughs> <Connected>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
We'll just say New England. There <laughs> New you England. go. See, that's better. That's there better. The leaves are fabulous this time of year oh, in New England. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> and and of course you've been doing I'm, the, I'm, uh, the 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 blog I am the gun. Yep. And and you also recently shifted that into a podcast as well. Can you tell us some of the stuff that you've been doing there? Yeah, well, uh, I'm the gun sort of started off as, uh, you know, I saw the fun that everyone seemed to be having doing blogs and, uh, and podcasts. So I wanted to throw my hat into the ring and I, I wanted to kind of shine the spotlight on things that I thought might have been underappreciated or just maybe, you know, needed a new look. And so I came right out of the gate with uh, a few posts about Steve Savage's The Balloon Buster. That's right, yes. <laughs> the old World War One ace who kind of became my poster boy for... Um, yeah, the underrepresented, and uh, it's, so a, kinda, it's a good choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I mean, when I saw that guy, I remember seeing him in the in Crisis and Infinite Earth. Right. He had like five panels or whatever, and I was nine years old, and I was like, you know, "This cowboy is like flying planes." You know, what's for this guy? But you could look around in comics of the time; you would never would have seen him. He hadn't been; he hadn't appeared for years. Yeah. Uh, but I always kind of kept it in the back of my mind that I wanted to look into this guy further, and so when I had the money <laughs> to afford those old issues of uh, All-American Men of War uh, and got those and I, I realized how what a cool character he really was. So he, yeah, he became my kind of poster boy for the kind of things I wanted to write about. And I, I weaved other things in there too and you know, I tried the initial uh, uh, purpose. I really wanted to focus on uncollected stuff and I found out really how hard that is now. Yeah. It's so much being collected now. In fact, there's one character that I wanted, I've been wanting to write about. I've got all his appearances, and I'm kind of just kind of formulating my thoughts for a long time on him. And I was almost ready to go. And sure enough, I could not believe it. I saw an Amazon solicit for a wild dog omnibus. I was like, oh what? My God. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? I love wild dog. I don't know when this is coming out. Sometime in the future. But I was like, okay. You know, I just. Was I, I it can't April 1st posting? Uh, maybe I should have looked into that. I, I, I'm kind of throwing out that uncollected. You know, it's just it's impossible. Yeah. You know, yeah, I want yeah, to yeah. So I'd weave. I can't, I can't wait for Wild Dog, your Wild Dog episode. Then I'll listen to that shit. Uh, he's isn't he great? I mean, just the costume alone and, and Balloon yeah. Bus. Yeah. Like, when when you're nine years old or ten, you know whatever, it's it's the, the the look that draws you into into these characters. Absolutely. I mean, Wild Dog. The guy who walked into the sporting goods store. He's like he's like the upscale Casey Jones from the mutants. The mutant. He's not that upscale. I know, not that <laughs> upscale. But, but Casey Jones isn't that upscale either. Come on. He's like he's a, a he's, the white trash uh, to hit to wild dog. Definitely. He, he's oh, he, he's like a guy who took Francis Manipal's zombie apocalypse um, procedures to heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love his t his taser gloves. Those are my favorite thing. It's like, uh, how do you, how does he not shock himself like unconscious all, all the time? time. <laughs> just like scratches his nuts and. <laughs> he might be into that. I mean, come on. That's probably why he has to wear the masks because his face is all smashed up from hitting the pavement so often. Oh boy! Yeah. Uh, so yep. it, there were only you know so many balloon buster appearances, so I knew you know that that was <laughs> that sort of finite. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna run out of that stuff, so I wanted I had I wanted to line up another character, and uh, that happened to be Shanna the She Devil from Marvel, Ooh. 
who I love for obvious reasons, I think. Yeah, two of them at least. Um, but I also just wanted to kind of switch it up and explore new technology and stuff that I had. So I just I started recording podcasts. And to fill in the gaps between Shanna episodes, um, I had done some Legion writing before. And, you know, I love, they're definitely one of my favorite DC concepts. Yeah. Um, but I just realized no one, and I, you guys are going to get to it, I, I know. But no one had been doing anything with the reboot Legion, and uh, I was just going to do a couple of them. But then I just kind of got into it. They've just been filling the gaps in between each Shanna episode. I've been yep. doing a, a reboot review, I call it, uh, just talking about yeah, sequentially those those reboot the, stories. Those Archies, we'll get to <laughs> <laughs> again. I refuse to call them. I know you do. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to keep poking you with that stick until you give in. <laughs> so basically, that's what I what do. You're... <laughs> I just, I what when you're I... saying oh. Sorry, is that your choices were either do the podcast or your wild dog balloon buster fan fiction and you felt that the podcast was the way to go. Uh... That's what I'm getting from this. Sure, you could say that. I just, I was just kind of jealous of everybody else. <laughs> I kind of just wanted to try it out. Yeah, you know, just kind of a kind it, of a it is a glamorous lifestyle. I, I admit, <laughs> I've been so into these Shanna thing. I've been I I kind of thought it was just going to be every other week, but I've been doing the Shanna and now the Legion stuff weekly. I, uh, I realize I've been uh, in the Shanna stuff. Her appearance on Spider Man and His Amazing Friends. You know what? That's the first time I saw her. I mean, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's where I discovered her, and I just it, I uh, I wouldn't let go. I, <laughs> I think the thing about Shanna, though, is that her comic appearance is mostly, you know, she hung out with that guy Kazar for so long. And yeah. yeah. I'm just, I'm not a fan of him. <laughs> so these podcasts. Well, he's low rent Tarzan. What do you want? Exactly. Well. He's, like, he's like, total <laughs> knockoff, total knockoff. But Shanna, she definitely had something. There's something about her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing some heteronormative bullshit here. <laughs> Sensing some heteronormative bullshit, but the, uh, I'm my, the episodes have been just been focusing on her solo, kind of her solo yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I, I love those not so you know the unexplored characters. Like one of my favorite ones is Black Orchid oh, in yeah. DC. I have her old adventure stuff. Yeah, and it's fun stuff but outside of Suicide Squad and someone really should do a Suicide Squad podcast <laughs> <laughs> until that time she was not used at all that's true and I, they she, never even like gave her a character you know they never gave her an origin or anything right or didn't no. uh, I guess well, Neil Gaiman took care of that in the uh, yeah the, right. yeah but I never looked as really as I never felt like that was the same character I agree I don't think it was either I was I like Look what they've they done to Black Kid. No. <laughs> I think the, didn't the original get burned up? Like literally, yeah. they just yeah, literally torched they it. just killed her off and yeah. it basically swamp thinged her, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, they, they made yeah. her a female swamp thing, basically. Yeah, yeah, and then and then she had her own series for a little while, um, sort of around like early early Vertigo days. Mm. Yeah, when they were still cool and interacting with the DC universe. Or they got you know segregated off. Yeah, just yeah. sort of. Uh, yeah, just might have like been just on the stuff. edge of that. And, and and when I say on the edge of it, on the outer edge of it, like I think they might have done a bit of that at the beginning and then moved away from it fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. I know she was involved in the uh, Children's Crusade, so it lasted at least that long. Whenever that was. Yeah, that was. Oh gosh, that I think that was still around ninety three. 
So, yeah. So, all good stuff. Good ideas. And then <laughs> they go and do things to them we don't like. And I love Neil Gaiman. I do. But I was like, I was not a fan of that at all. I was <laughs> like, no! Keep her in Suicide Squad where she can, like, kick some ass for the first time ever. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, her picking up, you know, Boomer Butt and say, no, no, you're going back to the prison. <laughs> Have a nice day. <laughs> I was always kind of surprised that uh, Gail Simone didn't pick her up for Birds of Prey. I, I think she was still vertigoed. I don't think she could. Hmm. Hmm. She had that probably been couldn't. I think Cross for over. for a while there was uh, you can't you know if that once a character goes over you, you don't get them back and th- and that that went on for quite a while mm-hmm. until you lame <laughs> until, <laughs> until recently yeah came back you know that was kind of the end of that whole vertigo only scenario because constant time went over and you know they were never seen or heard from again yeah Uh, yeah, i mean it wasn't it wasn't really until like early 2011 that uh that they got to use those guys again so because they're like oh my god we could make money off of them in the real universe because we're darkening the real universe so it's okay (laughs) well just that like separate these guys off because what's the point? This universe is going to be just as dark as Vertigo. So yeah, together. It's, that's when some of those characters are at their best too. Like I'm a huge John Constantine fan and or Constantine. Got every issue, loved it. But yeah, his early days, you know, interacting with the DC universe as this man of mystery. I think that's that's his core. That's where he was. Yeah, best. I I like that. Yeah. Stuff. Well, that that, uh, that like that stuff in, in when he was in the American Gothic uh, storyline. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. great. And the books of magic. Oh, yeah, books of magic. That, that first the magic there. Oh. Is excellent, and it's a shame that we'll never see Tim Hunter again. No. Yeah. Harry Potter. And we all know why. Rhymes <laughs> with Sherry Hopper. Yep. Yep. But so good. So good. Is. Yeah, they sort of had him sort of show up in uh, in JL Dark early on. But, yeah. but yeah, it was only as only so far as they could get away with it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, a British boy who could do magic. Well, isn't that a thing? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. It's a thing. Oh, look, he's got glasses and he's nerdy and skinny. Oh, oh and dark hair. Okay. What? Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, you said it. <laughs> I said what? I think you gave away who it was. Did I? <sighs> now, children, I want you to swish and flick the shit out of your wand. Anyway. <laughs> Ew, why is there shit on their yeah, wand? What the hell, is, <laughs> the hell are they doing with those okay, things? Okay, you have to go you have to go to YouTube and look up You went to the wrong Hogwarts. Yes, you do. You no. have to go. You have to go there, people. Not at work. Not at work. And look <laughs> up the Harry Potter uh, Leviosa parody. Just trust me, it will make your day. Leviosa and Accio are used to their true nefarious purposes in those animated shorts. Yeah, please note, people, he did say... Not at work. (laughs) Yes, yes. And that's on my scale. Yeah. I've always just assumed that anything Darren says is not for work. (laughs) (laughs) Safe bet, safe bet. That's granted. I should not be at work, so, you know. (laughs) I should just get a pass for being too vulgar to appear in public. So but. to your point earlier about the annuals, Darren, I think we should hit the uh, annual one in the next couple of weeks because, like, 
annual two was concurrent with this issue, so we need to do the first Whoops. couple of annuals. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, because uh, annual one was which one? Was that the Laurel Kent story or? Yeah, no? yeah, yeah. Such great stories too, man. Yeah, yeah, great stories. I love that the Laurel Kent detective stuff. You don't get to see the Legion do a lot of detective work, so it's fun when it happens. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and then of course the uh, the annual that came out concurrent with this issue was Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Oh, who are we talking about? Huh? huh? What? 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 Shaft? Mental lightning. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gonna happen. Oh. Yeah, we also have to do Legionnaires three at some point. <laughs> Keep putting it off. Yeah, Don't yeah, wanna. yeah. <laughs> I actually I, have I that love, one. I love the Legion, but wow, that's a rough but one. Compared to the Cosmic Boy mini, I mean, they're. I know. You did I, do that. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The same, really. They they really are. Yeah. <laughs> Painfully the same. <laughs> uh, but tonight we're not going to do any of that, folks. We're going to do something that's actually kind of entertaining. We hope. Indeed. Indeed. So we're going to start off uh, issue 27. Yes. What we always love with the Legion after they have a big storyline is there is a... There's a breather. There is a breather. They do some character work. And this issue is that. Uh, But it also is a great spot for Levitz to uh, kick some new things into gear. Truth. And uh, so there's a bit of that as well. As as we said at the top, uh, the cover copy on on the top says beginnings, endings, and other mysteries. So, Darren, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah, I'll start us off. The The cover is a blue background. It's one of these simple covers, but it tells everything you need to know about the story. We see the White Witch in some kind of astral form over Mordru, who looks like he's escaping from his underground prison. That can't be good. No. We no. see <laughs> Element Lad um, um, with his eyes closed, kind of looking downward as if he's praying with Siobhan. Is it Siobhan? That's Siobhan. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We see uh, Yura and Gim Allen looking the other way. And uh, we see Sensor Girl. And spoiler alert, if you've not been paying attention at all, (laughs) there's Projectra with a scepter in front of her. What? I know, right? So there's your your spoiler alert. Um, The title of the book is called Going Home, and it's written by Paul Levitz, uh, penciler Greg LaRoque, uh, and Colleen Doran, Sean McManus, and Gene Colan. Uh, they're the three guest artists. What a what like what a murderer's row of uh, yeah. of, of, of <laughs> like wow. Seriously. Yeah. Um, Arnie Starr is the ink assist. Uh, Mike DiCarlo is the main inker. John Costanza is the letterer. Carl Gafford is the colorist, and Karen Berger is the editor. We open up on Orando. Sorry, you'll you'll just note that uh, Colleen Doran and uh, and Sean McManus both spent a lot of time in Vertigo, and it's clear that Karen Berger saw their work and was like, "Yeah, yoink, yeah, yoink, <laughs> and away." Um. We see um, Sensor Girl bowing before um, the Council of uh, Regents on Orando. And the head regent, I suppose, says, Projector, you stand before us. Are you fit to assume your throne again? And she says, I am. <laughs> no question. <laughs> then rise, Majesty, and cast aside your guise of Sensor Girl and be our queen once more. And uh, the Sensor Girl image fades, and Projector is back in her Legion battle outfit, I suppose. And she says, my counselors, you sent me to Earth to do penance, living among the Legionnaires, bereft of my rank and rightful honors. I have done so, and one honors afresh. 
And uh, one of them says, We have sought to watch with the seeing stones, your highness, and the, the glimpses are all as you say. My word is all the proof you require, my lord. Oh, hello. <laughs> Queen in the house. I shall always regret the troubles I help bring to Orando, but my debt for it is paid. I rule if I choose. And um, they all kind of bow, and we get a flush from some um, smoke in the background because Orando's steeped in all kinds of arcane um, interests there. And one of them says, Your ancestor spirits agree, my queen. And the head regent says, Projector of Orando, daughter of Vox, your counselors surrender their regency. Rule us wisely, we hope, and justly we trust. You are our queen. And she says, I accept your homage and your loyalty, my lords and ladies. Thank you for guarding Orando well in my absence and for the gifts of power given before I departed. But now that you have given me the ability to see through the illusions of the world, I see that the power of the throne is but an illusion too. An illusion I am done with. Oh, snap! If only you could see the world as I now do. Perhaps you could understand. Look, and she casts an illusion around them. I see your souls laid bare, your hearts pumping, the heart of your emotions rising, and the solid stone of Arando's throne meshing lattices of atoms that will endure when we are all forgotten. The throne does not need me, nor I it. All rule of man is but illusion, and I will contend with it no more. And uh, she drops the scepter and breaks it. Majesty, and she, and she says, "It's very, it's very Game of Thrones, isn't <laughs> yeah, it?" Yeah, like, I don't want to be assassinated. I'm out of here. Y'all figure it out. <laughs> um, no, dear Ax, give the throne as you please, but not to me. Projector, then, if so, you would be called. Do not leave us who share your blood, your history. Illusions again, my old friend. There is much. There is too much pain for me here, where my husband died. I must go. Yet I wonder what I leave behind as she flies away, wearing her sense of girl outfit again. How will the council fill the throne, or will they? Even with the gifts I've been given, I may never know. Of all worlds, Orando will be out of even my sight soon, spinning in this far dimension to which it is gone. Remember, it's no longer part of the universe, so it's not easy to get there anymore. While I return to my beloved Val's Earth. And uh, she comes back to a big cauldron that is burning. And the guards there are like, Your Highness, you're back so soon. Did the meeting in council go well, Majesty? Better than I dreamed, my loyal ones. But it is time for me to pass through the gates of flame again. Back to the earth, the sensor girl, once more. I trust the spell still holds. And uh, one of them says, The sorceress royal renewed it just after your return, my queen. Farewell. And she says, Farewell, my protectors, and steps through the flame. And she turns around to say, farewell, my home, farewell, Orando. And then there's some kind of weird, um, almost um, Starenko kind of portal mm. scene here. I give up a throne worth so little and keep memories worth so much. Well, we point out that, that she also in that uh, they, they sort of do the slice away of the mask for a second. Oh, there. Yeah. So you, they show her rolling a tear as she says farewell to her home. Yep. Yeah. It's like she's and, through pages of a of a book almost too. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of neat imagery there. There is. So who wants to tell the story of Element Lad and Shabon? Oh, I'll take that one. All right. All right. So we have uh, this, <clears throat> and this is so very clearly Colleen Duran Colleen on Moore art. Work, yes. um, so we're on Trom, which of course is a radioactive world that was devastated by Roxas, as as we know, not a nice guy. No. no, we don't like him. And um, anyway, uh, there is a, a lone survivor who joined the Legion as Element Lad. Um, it is considered the most beautiful of the so-called cemetery worlds. Yeah, that's right, kids. There are a few more of these out there. 
with <laughs> lavish displays of precious metals created by element-changing inhabitants before their death. And this is from the tour guide to the Outer Worlds. So he's taken Schwann to see this, and uh, and she's kind of o- overwhelmed by the by the beauty of it, but also finding it so eerie. And she asks what they used all the glistening stones for, and he says that they are called sarins. Each one marks where where one of Roxas victims lies. The sarins are our monuments. And she realizes quickly that that means he must have made each one. Truth. Yeah. So uh, which which kept it busy. Kept which it busy. which he did, and uh, and that that was something they touched on early on in the uh, in the uh, uh, five year later run. Um, he was the caretaker, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And um, so she uh, she says, you know, I know you wanted me to come back with you. Never realized how it would look and how it would feel. And he points out that these these monuments are all that's left of his people, and really all that's left of the world. And um, he says, if you think it's beautiful now, you should have seen Tron when it was a living world. Yeah. There never were many of us. The same radiation that gave our, us our powers saw to that, and that's kind of a neat side that, to it. That's a that's a neat something that's never been mentioned. Is. Uh, yeah, exactly. Is 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 that there was a cost? Um, and he says, so, "But we love this globe and covered it in, glitter, in glittering metals and shining stones, shaping elements as you Earthlings tend gardens." And uh, she says, so many graves, and you were the only survivor? You couldn't have buried them all, could you? And, and it turns out, no, they had robots to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the United Planet... <laughs> grave sent, digger. The United Planet sent some uh, some grave digger robots, and they... Wouldn't it uh, be funny if grave digger from the World War II... <laughs> was oh, <laughs> Taking graves. <laughs> oh, I was thinking grave digger the monster truck. Ah, oh, even better. <laughs> Grave digger driving grave digger. Yeah. How much more meta can you get, DC? Get on that. Wow. Um, hey, it's got to be better than some of the other stuff. Hey, fair enough, fair enough. I uh, IDW, IDW can probably make a good crossover out of that. I, I would agree. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. Legion meets grave digger meets grave digger. <laughs> uh, so he, but he points out that he was the only one who could make the sarins. So yes, he did make all of those uh, those monuments. And he says, or say the prayers to ease their passage. And he takes her into into a chapel, basically. And um, gonna get married. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and she's again blown away by this. He says, we were given the power to reshape the designs that were coded in the very elements themselves. It was only natural to use that to try to capture some of the diversity of creation. Our shame is that we lacked the will to defend the world we wrought. Uh. And uh, so she's she's struck speechless, and he says that he came home to pray for his people's souls, and he's he's grateful to her for joining him, uh, because this time he doesn't have to pray alone. Uh-huh. And um, she's kind of like, um, yeah, so uh, are you asking me to marry you? And he says, marry? <laughs> marry? Like, slow, <laughs> da- girls. slow down. First of all, um, your part, okay? No. <laughs> that's an earth thing? That's an earth thing. Yeah, that's exactly what he says. Great he says, dodge, Element Lad. Great dodge. Yeah, it's an earth thing. I yeah. don't do that. He says, that's your custom, Schwan, not mine. You'll have to ask me if you decide if you decide it's ever important to you. On Trom, 
It was the custom for those who shared their lives to share their prayers. So he asked her to play, pray with him for the beauty in, in their lives and for the peace and for peace for the people's souls. And he said, uh, in sharing our prayers, let this altar be blessed by two voices and two hearts for the first time in so many years. Yeah, this is a big deal. You know, no one else comes here. Mm-hmm. And um, and and it also reinforces the fact that Element Lad is one of the more spiritual members of the Legion. Absolutely, something that doesn't get focused on a lot at all. So yeah, that kind of that started right here, I think. Right? I think I, I, th- I think to a to a degree. You know, before that, he was the Avenger of his planet, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and we never, you know, again this. <laughs> He never really had that much of a personality until until Levitz got to him, uh-huh. and, and you know Levitz really enjoyed the character. But but you know before that, um, you know when you look when you look back into uh, certainly in Levitz's first run, um, and in the Conway run, he was kind of a background character. Truth. Background character who had a really cool power, but we uh-huh. didn't really see much of him. You know, we would see him if Roxas if it was like, oh, let's bring Roxas back. Okay, then that means we've got to bring Element Lad to the front again. Uh-huh. Um, but really, you look at when Levitz came out for that second run, and what's the first thing he does? Well, the first thing he does is the you know when you get into that that annual with it, with Invisible Kid, and um, you well, know he well, removed Lightning Lad as leader, making Element Lad leader. Yeah, 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 you know, and that and that was because hey, here's someone I can do something with, and he made him immediately that much more interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I think a big part of that was adding Schwan as the uh, as as the newcomer for him to explain everything to. Right. And uh, yeah. yeah, so it was a great you know it was a great device for getting people into the Legion because uh, you know here's someone new she shows up on her first day and and shit goes down. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, so you know that. So that uh, you know that that's that, like side eye to brainy. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Old enough to use that circuitry. Yeah. So she she uh, you know I, I mean Schwan you know uh, we kind of underestimate how important she was to the Legion in this period because she kind of brought a lot she brought a lot of people into it, um, you know and and that led also to bringing a lot of people into you know who is Element Lad. And um, and and so immediately, you know, right from the beginning, he he had paired her with with Element Lad, and um, sort of made that made that uh, our our way into the character and our way into the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they did the same thing with Invisible Kid too. I mean, yeah, the, these two new characters, and then White Witch comes along, who might as well have been a new character because he sh- hadn't been around forever. Sure. And and, and 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 didn't and didn't resemble this version of herself at no, all at all yeah, yeah. so I, I think he was wise in introducing some new characters that new people could latch on to and see the legion through those eyes exactly and and then that was that was the excuse for any exposition it's like hey why are we doing this oh we're doing this because this is how the team works mm-hmm. and uh, and so it was a, a way to make it an organic part of the story. So um, as they start praying, she starts reciting the Lord's Prayer and then notices that her radiation suit is starting to glow, and that's his power. And uh, he says, it's part of how we pray. We dream a bit of a, a bit more beauty in the world, even if there's no one else left to see it. Aww. Yeah, exactly. It's very and, pretty. And very then pretty. We, uh, we move over 
to uh, clearly Sean McManus. And yes, before we uh, oh, go sorry. on, yeah, the, please, uh, Colleen Doran, she, I know she's expressed that uh, Ellen Ladd is her favorite Legionnaire. Yes. Something. And I don't know if it's because, I don't know if she got this gig because Ellen Ladd was a favorite, or maybe she got this gig and then Ellen Ladd became her favorite <laughs> Legionnaire. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Um, everything I've, I've read online, of course, she did the infamous Five Year Later with Element Lad and Siobhan in it. Yeah. Um, and I mean infamous because people talked about it, not because it's bad. It's it's a really right. good issue. It's a great um, story. Great yeah, story. a great story. I, I'm not sure. I'm I would say Element Lad's probably her favorite character. I mean, yeah. without without asking her directly. And if you're out there, we would love to yeah. talk to you about that. Yeah. Um, but or find you at a con somewhere and ask you. But I'm pretty sure I've I've read interviews with her somewhere about her legion work and she said she just loves element lad so she's very active on twitter i don't know if you guys follow uh, uh, yeah, what they bring up with her on, on the tweets there scott mm. what what she, likes, she she tweets all right yeah. Her, her yeah no that, that it, it's not, a good point i'm not gonna judge it's a good point because she she's <laughs> <laughs> stop it she, <laughs> She she has talked about how yeah you're right you're right Mark she has said that that he is her favorite and yeah I wonder because I just don't know how early this is in her career maybe the fact that she got this gig maybe led to this being it, 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 entirely possible yeah no it's a good point and uh, yeah no I mean it, you know and it, it and it seems like it. And it, what's interesting about it is it comes at a time where where he, the character takes a real tonal shift mm, um, that that really brings the character into things that she would later become strongly identified with. Uh, when you look at a lot of a lot of her work, like you know, a distant soil doesn't you know doesn't seem too far removed from from the characterization in this way. And. Um, and then when you look at uh, uh, you know some of her some of her more recent work like uh, like Gone to America for example, um, you know you see again elements of, of spirituality in, infused into into that, and so it's a very interesting uh, in, a very interesting mix. As I say, it's part of it is is so interesting to me seeing these these artists that would later become so um, very very. Uh, integral to the the vertigo process um and 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 how these stories you know these sort of these very mainstream superhero stories take a different turn that kind of um shows a bit of that that nature she would go on to do uh the the last few issues of valor yes that's right it's gorgeous yeah yeah valor we gotta get to that too she made him real pretty. <laughs> <laughs> Got so many Legion stories to tell still. Oh my gosh. Years, years of material. Years of material in front of us. <laughs> Speaking like the puppet Rios, I don't know why. Someone's not. <laughs> Next page, Darren. Take us through it. Oh, sure. We are in uh, Xerox, the sorcerer's world. Uh, for permission to visit, simply make the attempt. If unable to debark your starship, consider yourself officially unwelcome. Tour guide to the outer worlds. <laughs> Love that. And we see um, a lot of the uh, members of Xerox's high um, estate, all the, all the high-level teachers here, surrounding a block of Earth that is in a blue tube. And one of them says, then this is the usurper of power past. And White Witch says, 
It is more Drew, yet his fire's burn. <laughs> and the one says, so he is to be free to foul our air once more. And and that was the air um, teacher. And the earth teacher says, all that lives should touch the soil, even he. And the fire teacher says, I am not so sure. <laughs> And the air teacher says, enough empty words have been said in days are gone, and we finally choose and dare to be merciful. Says anyone otherwise. Mysa, truly you suffered most at Mordru's will. And Mysa says, I say I have been chosen to be known as the White Witch, my teachers, and I will not deny any the light, even the darkest of souls. And um, they decide to begin a spell. Woohoo. And uh, Misa begins it. I thank you for the honor, my teachers. And one of them says, It is well earned last, for often legionnaire allies have so often taken Mordru's deeds at the flood tide. Aye, and we were only free to teach because the power he stole was restored to us. Begin. And Misa starts um, the whole thing. Let fire and water, earth and air, the stars and the void all join their power with us. Teacher and student, master and prentice mages, all let Mordru walk among us once more. And we get a Huzzah! Take a oh, drink. Finally, Jesus. Thanks, Misa, for yeah. yeah. our I'm telling you, because character issues don't don't lead to a lot of those. How did they get through all that lovey dovey crap? Jeez. More <laughs> Cthulhu's, please. Yeah, unless we're talking about yeah. people, you know, in a bathing suit, Cthulhu, Cthulhu. And Andrew says, "Fools, you are still fools." Was I not the greatest of you? Did I not take our power, your world, and bind a universe with the might of magics you waste on illusion and fantasy? Look at Mordru. Sorry. Sorry. I am your master. Just a second. Look at yes. Mordru wearing his very best Charlie Brown t-shirt. I know. Right? <laughs> he's got an ugly Christmas sweater and a winged hat, and this fool thinks he's all that. I don't understand. Yeah, just, he just needs a jet ski to complete he's the look. Jet ski. Yes. He's angry. He doesn't have his jet ski. <laughs> And he yells, hear me, serve me now, and you may live with what little power I will not need. Defy me, and the sorcerer's world shall crumble beneath my spells, and no corner of the galaxy shall be far enough to hide you. Choose or watch me destroy your world around you. And simply, they say, no. We have not freed you foolishly to end our own freedom, Mordru. Great as your power was, now we are united in our understanding of your evil. Again and again, you have been bound by your fear of the earth, the good ground in which you were imprisoned for an age. Perhaps you should never have been taken from its death, but by its power I bind you, Mordru. By all our wills united, I take your powers. You once took ours. No! You have no strength to compel us any longer, Mordru. Come, it will be better to be whole once more. Let us find your soul again. And the earth teacher grabs him by the shoulders, and there's a whish noise, lots of smoke. And Mordru says, ah! And then she says, Turn off the come. fog machine. I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mordru rises from the ground going, I, I, where am I? And the White Witch says, You are among friends, child in the body of a man. Friends who will help you and hold you close. Friends? Friends! <laughs> That's disturbing, isn't it, kids? Oh, great. He's become sloth. I know, right? <laughs> The flames in his soul burn brightly again, as they should, and the uh, Earth Teacher escorts uh, Mordru off, and they say, we have helped one of the mightiest changed destinies this day. The years will show whether we have saved a power or unleashed it. 
And uh, one of the teachers says, I feel a tide shift. You belong among us, Misa. Breathe the air of our home, child. Join us. Your power deserves a place as teacher here, not a lone mystic in a world that has forgotten our art. Return. And the White Witch says, you tempt me, masters, for this is the most beautiful of worlds to me and the safest of places. Yet I think the time is not yet right, for now my life belongs among the non-believers, and most of all among the legionnaires my gifts more than you. Farewell for now, my teachers. I am glad to have been helpful, and to know that I have a home waiting. And uh, the teachers say, may the star winds blow gently in your path, child. Farewell. And then we switch Ooh. to yes, Metropolis. That, that yeah, Sean no, no. McManusar was great. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I wonder if, uh, and this doesn't matter, but uh, what's his name? Mike DiCarlo. I, I, he inked definitely all these other chapters, but I'm wondering if Sean McManus did his own inking because it has a different, definitely different look to it. It's got a different, totally different line, doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's a much thicker line that, that we would come to see from yeah. McManus a lot, especially in his work on Sandman yeah. and that sort of thing. There's a couple of wonky faces. Like, Mice's face just above there is a little wacky, but yeah. but, well, but no one does that that crazy sorcery stuff better than McManus. No, definitely not. And this, his, this, this whole section kind of reminds me of... Uh, you guys have read the Dr. Fate series that Oh, did? it's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, when, Once you get when, Paul and Dr. Fate... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When Morge sort of carted off here, you know, kind of a reformed Morge, it reminds me of the, that issue when Wotan is sort of reformed. Yes. Uh, in, in, in much the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lisa's face there may be a little wonky, but no no more wonky than the Gary Frank googly eyes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, 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 and I liked it. I mean, I, I liked it. I'm just saying, comparing the two, this is no worse or better than that. So. I, I find I find that that's one of the things often with him. And, and actually, when he did Dr. Fate, one of the things that they did was, was rather than making it just a shapeless helmet... Um, it was actually more of an organic helmet that that had, Cheeks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it had expressive uh, eyes and everything, mm-hmm. and um, and and that was that was totally McManusism. Mm. Yes, McManusism. That was just weird. I just coined it. Um, <laughs> weird. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, it, it you know and 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 it, yeah, no one does that that crazy mystic stuff. And you're and you're right. That's totally what that scene reminded me of. And that's mainly because. I think I read the Doctor Fate series first, yeah, and then and then read this issue, and yeah. uh, and and, uh, and and that was the first thing I thought when he did that was like, hey, that's <laughs> yeah, hey, wait a yeah. minute, what's going With on? With McManus to tie him together, yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All right, so uh, yes, back to Metropolis. Yep. All right. Uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, again, oh, again, Cole, coming to dinner. <laughs> And uh, Gene, yeah, Gene Colon. Gene Colon, yeah, and you, and again, it, it, it the, What I love is that they took to put alongside Laroque, they took three very distinctive artists. Yeah, like they there, have. There's no un- mistaking the styles. At yeah, all, so. unmistakable styles. There's in at no point where they where they're like, oh, let's go and get someone who's going to just do that the house style alongside this. It's like no, no, it's. Uh, you know the days of the Howard Bender, uh, um, <laughs> uh, Jimmy James. <laughs> well, I mean, and I mean, I, I I like both of those guys, but uh, but you know they were they were very house stylish, you yeah. know, and uh, and this this is definitely not. Um, so uh, they're sitting at uh, at former President Allen's place, 
and uh, um, saying so, Sensor Girl turned out to be Queen Projector tracking us or tricking us. And uh, she had Brainiac 5 half crazy. That's yeah, not that far. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah, exactly. Sure, blame her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's all that woman's fault. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Half um, crazy. He, he, he took care of the other half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But clearly, uh, uh, Colossal Boy's costume has been repaired. Um, <laughs> yeah, Mar- Marte says, I'm glad she was there to help you uh, up on Stratus. And uh, Dad says, sounds like that was a rough one, son. Um, uh, so he said, if, if Mentella hadn't turned out to be on our side, I don't know if we would have made it back, Dad. And uh, so Yera says, surely with five of you there, not only your powers, but the others... And these new abilities you say Sensor Girl possesses, she can see the true form of things. I wonder what she would see when looking at a Durlin. Mm. Mm. Says then, perhaps we'll find out what you what you really are, year a dear. I suppose. What a fascinating idea. Oh my! <laughs> I don't mean to be racist, but <laughs> um. So um. So she says, yeah, not the way I meant it, Ms. Allen. <laughs> and, and you can see dad, you know, dad's throwing her some shade as she uh, says that. Like, really? Yeah, like, really? Oh, Let it go. You know, can't we have a nice dinner? <laughs> <laughs> um... Um, so he says, so, uh, so Jim says, are you, uh, adjusting to being plain Marte Allen mom? No more fancy office of the president of earth. And she says, it's delightful. No more crowds bothering me. No more people trying to kill me. Mm. And he says, Hmm, the Legion sure helped you out of that mess. And she says, and into a few too, dear. Not untrue. Not, not untrue. Yeah. She says, all in all, the adjustment hasn't been too tough. Um, Sorry, I'm. This is. Uh... Ah, yes. Uh, she says, "What I miss most is knowing what's going on." And he says, "If it's any consolation, I miss that too." Well, I mean, the, all yeah. this is more layering for the Universo that's coming. Oh, so. very much, very much. Yeah. So here we go with with again one of the uh, you know one of the new beginnings, and. Uh, um. So he says, when you were in office, wherever the Legion stood in the United Planets, we knew it. Not now. I don't trust President Desai at all. She says, he seems like a decent man, Jim, but of course he has no reason to be otherwise to me. I'm out of politics now. And he says, well, keep your ears open. I just have a funny feeling about Desai, okay? She says, of course. And uh, Yura says, I think you should stop worrying. The Legion's capable of taking care of any problem they may face political or otherwise mm. um, this dessert on the other hand desperately needs your attention and he says not as much as I need you and he grabs her and uh, the <sighs> dessert goes flying and colossal boy uh-huh. yeah yeah it's like it's like he saw those those desserts as little legion cruisers <laughs> <laughs> had to wreck them all <laughs> and she turns into a bird and says now see what you've done the whole rug will be ruined unless and she manages to, with a, somehow with her beak, That's grab. That's amazing. That yeah. is amazing. <laughs> um, she, she's suddenly the Flash now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, manages to grab them, get them on the plate, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" And uh, and then she changes back, and Marte says, "I I thank you, dear." She says, "No trouble." And he just laughs and he says, 
Mom and Dad aren't used to someone with superpowers around the house here. Look at them. And he keeps laughing and she says, what about you? Or doesn't the ability to grow 50 feet tall seem as confusing? He says, well, actually, Jim didn't get his powers until after he went away to the Science Police Academy and had his little accident with that strange meteor. I've never got used to watching him grow either, except for showing up 12 foot tall on vacations. We never had to. So, but if I could get used to buying 12 foot tall pants for a six foot tall son, I'm sure I can get used to your powers too, eventually. And she says, okay, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Mom. Paul, I I noticed you say his name, Jim, and Darren, you say Gim. I say Gim. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of lean towards Gim. It sounds more exotic, but I. It sounds more. He's he's from Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I, I've always deep down. Jim. I believe it's Jim, but I. <laughs> He's a Jimmy <laughs> Joe Jim Bob. Yeah, Jim Joe Jim Joe Jim Bob. You know what? Maybe we can. Maybe I'll uh, make a point Fish of going over neck. to. Uh, <laughs> I'll make a point of going over to uh, Paul Levitt's new site, paullevitts.com, and ask him a question about that. Settle this for us, please. How do you say his name? And he's gonna say. I, I say Gaim. it by um, Gaim. Gaim. I say it by moving air across my vocal cords. <laughs> exactly. Right, well, back at Legion headquarters, um, oh, we see yeah. an interesting hand placement here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but when I opened this up when I was 60, I was like, hello! Somebody <laughs> is exploring the future, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> Starboy is um, holding hands, let's say, with Dream Girl, <laughs> while wearing a he's wearing a costume kind of reminiscent of his early uh, Legion costume, the purple and white there, and she is in a Starfield um, version of her costume, which I thought was kind of cool, actually. That is yeah, cool. That's cool. And, it's kind of uh, like her wearing his T-shirt. Yeah, after they've had sex or during, like right it's now. Like tickling uh, the big yeah. dick there. <laughs> And um, she says, making up is the best part of fighting, Tom. I didn't know they had been fighting, but I guess they have been. Mm. Um, I'm assuming it's because uh, at some point someone told Tom about her little going out at night and dancing with, you know, other men. Well, because Quizlet's there and he doesn't seem the the type to normally keep stuff under wraps. Uh, Quizlet uh, says, Quizlet loves party time. Almost as much as Quizlet loves gossip. Poop a poop. (laughs) Jeez. And uh, Wildfire's lying there doing his best Burt Reynolds from Cosmo. And uh, Dawnstar says, Wildfire, you look silly like that, but don't I look comfortable, Donnie? <laughs> that that wasn't from Cosmo. Was it? That was Playboy. Or was Playgirl, it Playgirl? Sorry. Yeah. Girl? Was yeah. it? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a Cosmo spread. No, anyway. he was naked. Naked? <laughs> he had a Naked in Playgirl. He had a look over him. He wasn't naked. He was totally naked. Well, he no, was. Trust Under the book, me. he was. Under the book, <laughs> yeah. It was just a soft cover, so it's okay. Oh. You got to read between the lines, Darren. No, I don't need to I get that close to that. I'm good. Um, hey, no. Kid is watching while Block and Timberwolf are playing some sort of a game. I'm assuming it's. I, I don't know if it's Dungeons and Dragons or not, but it's something where Block is completely ignoring the rules of the game. <laughs> His shirt is totally miscolored, Invisible Kid. I don't know how you guys are reading this, but... Really? It, it looks like he's just not wearing a shirt at all. Yeah, he's, I thought he wasn't wearing a shirt. He's just hanging out. It's casual yeah. Friday. Yeah, no, but there's there's clearly a collar <laughs> drawn. A shirt on him. Yeah. It's just, oops, missed that. Yeah. Missed it. No. <laughs> oh, Carl Gaspard. 
to go with a brown shirt. It's a nude, yeah. It's a nude I thought he was just he was just doing his brother voodoo cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, we see the uh, Rands family there with uh, uh, Magnetic Kid. They are uh, talking about how great it's to be back and how Graham is just such a little devil. Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then we get downstairs to where uh, Polar Boy and Tellus are playing Trivial Pursuit. And uh, Polar Boy says, Tellus, here's a tough one. What is the tallest city on Mars? And Tellus says, Polar Boy, is there not a game that is based on important facts? <laughs> Oh, the 80s. They were very Up good. it's time, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then in the foreground, there's Violet, Phantom Girl, and Sunboy. And Violet's asking someone to turn down the illusion caster. It's getting too bright in there. And Sunboy's like, never too bright for my taste, Violet. Oh, wait, there's a, there's a little bit of foreshadowing going on here as well. There. Um, foreshadowing. What? Just on the page where, where they're sitting looking at, uh, at, at Baby Graham. And... Uh, yeah. um, Magnetic Kid says how I get get the idea that I have a few uh, like they're saying he's he's confused by uh, the kid. He's like, does he need food or to be changed or something? Well, he says, get the idea. I have a few a few years before I'm ready to deal with children. No wonder Rock hasn't married Lita. And um, and she says, you know, I'm not sure kids have anything to do with it. Of course, Magnetic Kid, eh, it's probably not going to happen for him. No, probably not. <laughs> And and so uh, I think that's two not. that's two sort of uh, hints we've had dropped toward the magic wars, which are like, you know what, uh, like fifty issues or uh, thirty issues away, forty 30 issues, issues away. away. Yeah. yeah, that's that's good planning. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like I I they, they, I just feel like that was not a. Uh, I, know, I never yeah. got the feeling that Magnetic Kid was long for the world because it never seemed like they got a storyline with him going that actually got any trip. Any That's track. true. Exactly. Yeah, he didn't, exactly. He didn't do much. You know, they they tried to put him with Lightning Last in a really bad way, <laughs> and it was like, okay, yeah. uh, this didn't work. It didn't feel right at all because um, she's noticeably older than him. It really felt like robbing the cradle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, exactly. ah, no, this isn't gonna work. So let's just. 86 the magnetic kid and give cosmic boy more gravitas so because now his whole family except for his dad i guess would be gone at that point so because he lost that, his that's right back, yeah uh, exactly the darkness saga so on the next page some boys talking about um dr chasir uh one of the um doctors at the time institute and how uh, she's working closely with brainy i wonder what's going on there boom check a bow bow check a bow <laughs> And Phantom Girl says, is it really necessary for you to describe every woman you encounter in physical terms and innuendo? Deep in your heart, even a womanizer like you must know there's more to a woman than her body. And uh, he says, oh, I know that, Phantom Girl. And she's like, Violet, there may be hope. And he says, but can I help it if bodies are what I like best? And, of course, we get Phantom Girl's haughty feminism here as she uh, pours the drink all over Sunboy. And... Uh, she stomps away, and some boy says, "Oh, there's no pleasing that woman." <laughs> and uh, that's, right. that's actually Ultra Boy's job, dude. So back off. He's like, he's like, one day I'm gonna get eaten, and she's just gonna take off. Probably, probably. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Starboy is like, you'd think after all these years they declare a truce, um, and Dream is like, never, Tom. Some of us never want to change. Never. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Never. Never. 
Never, ever. Never, ever, ever? Never, ever. And Siobhan comes in and says, excuse me, could somebody help me? I can't get Element Lad out of the Mission Monitor boardroom. Could someone drag him to the party for me, please? And Timberwolf's like, my pleasure, Siobhan. I'll threaten not to vote for him in the next election for leader. (laughs) (laughs) That'll get him. That'll get him. And uh, Timberwolf shows up and says, hey, leader man, this is supposed to be a night off. Remember, besides, Siobhan's looking for you, Element Lad. He's like, okay, Timberwolf. And we see that Brainy, Ultra Boy, and Cam are in the 20th century, and that's a Booster Gold story, kid. That's right. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, yeah. I like that uh, one. Yep. Chameleon Boy, Ultra Boy, and... Brainiac 5. That's why they're not in the party scene at all. Like, yeah, uh, they're not back from the 20th century yet, and the party's warming up. It's okay, because they've sent in their votes. They were the last. And uh, Bryn's like, anyone have any doubts about how it would turn out? It's like, I guess not, but it only seemed fair to make it a formal vote, even though we voted her in anonymously before. Now, Jackie knows we've accepted the death of Nemesis Kid as self-defense. Sort of. There's a bending of the Legion code. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that makes her officially a Legionnaire again. I'll be glad to have life back to normal around here. Everything has been weird since we let in those new members. And Elmaled's like, I'm not sure that's the reason, Timberwolf, but we have had a strange time. Sorry I was late, Siobhan. Jan! And uh, Siobhan goes over and kisses Timberwolf on the cheek. Aww. And uh, <laughs> Ayla says, he's still such a little boy. And Siren goes like, now Ayla. <laughs> and uh, Jan says, uh, Legionnaires, I have an announcement to make. The votes have been tallied. Welfare's like, surprise, surprise. <laughs> Always the, you know peanut gallery with wildfire and i'm proud to announce that we've officially elected for the third time in her career our latest legionnaire pop sensor girl and we see sensor girl fly around the crowd and we see the image of her yay next we get the lost hero and, and i meant i meant to mention this earlier when we were talking about uh dreamy wearing the starfield uh, version of her costume and of course you know um i love that tom's uh, casual uh uh, kicks or uh, you know him him with his uh, basically a riff on his old costume. Mm-hmm. I do. I like that. Yeah. I like that little switch. It's kind of nice to see the Legionnaires in you know civvies once in a while. Some boys wearing something that's evocative of his sunboy costume, <laughs> yes. but not yeah totally like it. You come out on the street, you know who they were. Exactly. You you know who they, they are, look, but it's like except for Invisible Kid, you'd think he was Aquaman. Well, it looks yeah, like... I know. He's got his <laughs> Aquaman know, yeah. underoos on now. <laughs> but it looks like in this, in the splash page, it looks like it's colored a little better. You can see that yes. it's little... A shirt. Well, you it can see that like it's orange. Yeah. It's orange compared to his skin as opposed to before. But yeah, uh, not a good look. No, we need to put that back. No. <laughs> At least put the green up top where we can see a shirt. <laughs> but they have no pants on. Is that better? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe for you, but come on. That's really casual. That's a super casual Saturday. Casual. That's very casual. I, I think the other Legionnaires might be a little intimidated by that. <laughs> Especially Wildfire, because, you know, yeah. ain't nothing in there. So. How'd you get a flight rig on that? <laughs> awful, awful way to end an episode. Anyway, oh my, well, you know, you. a couple of things, a couple of things to keep to keep in mind here. Yes. Um. Um. Damn it. Uh, first off, um, so we've got Brainy, Cam, and Ultra Boy back yep. in the 20th century. 
Yeah, they are off to discover the secret of why there's a Legion flight ring in the 20th century. Exactly. So, so, and I actually just uh, pulled down the uh, the Booster Gold showcase, Woo! and um, and so there's a, a bit where they they encounter uh, um, some guy named Reagan, and <laughs> oh, uh, um, yeah. it's his origin, right? That's how he got named, I think. Mummy. <laughs> And uh, and so we have them with him and uh, sorry I've turned far too many pages there. Um, <laughs> there we go. So yes, the Legion of so yeah, Le- uh, Legion uh, Booster Gold number eight by Dan Jurgens and Mike DiCarlo, who is busy on two books. Um, and uh, it says the Legion of Superheroes is after Booster. Didn't anyone tell them he's the good guy? <laughs> and. Um, and so this is a whole thing where where it's basically they're, they the legionnaires start at the time institute make their way back to uh, and so we get a recap of the origin of booster gold and we and we kind of find out the the whole story there but um, I guess the the point I wanted to make there is that um, again we're clearly in a post crisis universe yep. um, uh, you know the the booster gold was really the first title that started after the crisis. Yeah. He was he you know he is that first new superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He is the first new uh, hero well, of the post-crisis age. Fifty-two kind of corrects that slightly. Yeah, yeah, but that's slightly. But it's so if you count so, that kind of thing. And, well, I do, I do, sir. I count it, and you should count it too. We but, just should count well, down. That's it was, all we it, was do. it was many <laughs> year, oh, hmm. it was many what? years. It was many years. But that, but that was who said that. But that was many, many years later, True. and so, so at this time, and a retcon if you've ever seen one, that's oh, obvious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, but the, um, the the point being that that this is is very much the uh, the the sort of part of the the delineation point, you know. And and yes, that delineation has been going on for for several months, but it's the now the Legion has firmly dipped its toes once again into the post-crisis universe and uh you know we've talked a lot about what was the last appearance of the pre-crisis superboy you know when 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 was the first appearance of the of what was definitely the pocket universe superboy Mm. and um and you can argue it's been the pocket universe superboy all along well that that is the argument that that, that that gets made it is it is but at what point did they say oh he's not the same guy anymore Right. Exactly, and that was the transition that we went through a little while back. Was that at some point, it was at some point it was like, oh fuck, we're gonna have to out, we're gonna have to write out Superboy. Okay, yep. so how do we do that? Okay, he's in a pocket universe, and and so there there was there was that that point where it's like, okay, we've got to figure that part of it out, uh-huh. and um, and and so so there was there was a clear point at which. The Superboy that they were writing, that Levitz was writing, was no longer the uh, the kid that would grow up to be Superman. Instead, he was the kid that was hopefully going to grow up to be Superman, but unfortunately, that would never come to pass. Truth. And uh, and and so again, this is just more more proof of that because we have the Legion dipping their toes into that into that uh, post crisis uh, uh, realm, and we're going so we're going to see a lot more of that of those changes rippling up, and we're going to see them very soon, quite frankly, uh-huh. um, because uh, there's just no way of avoiding them. Um, 
you know, we're going to see that, uh, that whole pocket universe saga play out. And, um, and that worked, you know, I, I, I always thought that that worked and it didn't, it, it's sad that it didn't seem to satisfy Superman editors like years down the road. It was an artful way around it for sure. <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. But, you know, it was a way of saying, Hey, all that, all those stories you liked still yep. happened. Still exactly. happened. It was a way of making the continuity work. It, it, and, um, yeah, given some of the stuff that went down with the Superman office over the next uh, few years, oh my god, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me that it didn't satisfy him because I think they were a bunch of uh, <laughs> they they, they um, were just a bunch of people who couldn't be you know who couldn't they were be satisfied with anything. Mort Weisingers, mm. yeah, just call it like it is. Yeah, Mort Weisingers and um, shooters. Mort Weisenheimers. Yeah, Mort Weisenheimers. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like I, I think they they were deliberately going into it, intending to not be satisfied because yeah, I, uh, I would agree with that. Anything that, sh- that to way. them it was anything that showed an S symbol was uh, was an affront to their territory. It's uh, too bad. It, it's yeah, too bad. it is, it, especially in cases where it was like, yeah, you know what? It's actually a different character. I mean, right. to the point where where they couldn't say, um, well, they couldn't even say. And Daily Planet. Yeah, that's the I big mean, one. That's really? the big one. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't say Daily Planet. Oh, but what if we want to destroy the Daily Planet and blah blah blah? And it's like, what? People couldn't pick up the name <laughs> later on. Yeah, and you like know, that would happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, how many? Well, how many times have they done that and yeah. then brought it back? Right. You know, any any story in which they were going to destroy the Daily Planet would then follow directly with their rebuilding the daily planet uh-huh. always the one the one one good thing that came out of it i would say would be laurel laurel again yeah but hey you know what some of the valor stuff was really interesting um hmm. they, they they did some neat stuff with that making him the yeah sort of the most important hero in the history of the universe i thought yeah. that was a nice take on that character yeah you know they did something pretty cool with him and uh, you know and it, it you know, it was kind of a, all right, I know we left you in the Phantom Zone for a thousand years, but how, how about this? How, yeah. about, how about we make you really cool? Superman's a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, but how about we make you kind of cool? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they, they went forward to, uh, to, to try and do something with that. To, uh, and, and, and honestly, part of it was like the, we're not going to use him that much, but that's okay because his presence is still felt. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was a neat way of kind of again, you know, in the in the in the stories originally, the idea of it was that he was sort of sort of like Superboy's brother, and mm-hmm. so it's as close as we can get. True. And uh, and and it gave them a lot of opportunity there. And and I think as as a again as a solution, it was an artful solution, and it was met with even even less joy from from fans. You know, there was a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people. Well, they really... got grief for having the Supergirl statue in the Superboy death scene. Yeah, I mean, they got grief for that, and it's like, well, this just happened. You can't. Yeah. Can you imagine the the letters that would pour in. Hey, we're Supergirl statue, yeah. and I would have been one of them. <laughs> you know, it's like we're Supergirl statue. At Brainy spent five issues crying. Oh, okay. Well, I guess no. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 I, and it's interesting given how slowly some of these uh, post-crisis changes reverberated through a lot of books. 
it, it's amazing how, uh, how uh, you know, and to me, you know, when they're talking about a book that's basically written by their boss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. that's touchy. <laughs> That's a that's a touchy subject, right? There. You know, you know that that to me has got the you know. I mean, I understand. I understand once he was off the book, mm-hmm. I, I get that they were like, you know what? Screw you guys! No, no talking about Jimmy Olsen. No Daily Planet for you bitches. I don't even want you guys talking about about Metropolis. It's only it, you know, it's only by luck that they didn't have to drop that too. True. <laughs> uh, right. And, and, I mean, it is. It really yeah. is. I and mean, so, it was... so it was like, look, we were willing to put up with this showing Supergirl bullshit while Levitz was still there, but he's not on the book anymore. <laughs> I, I, it seems, uh, it seems very schoolyard, and right. uh, and and so that there, there was that much. You know, like the like Laroque already, or, or he already talked about how, yeah, you know, it was supposed to be Supergirl, and, and Jeanette Khan said no way. Right. And and so so, you know, that was his. OK, OK, well, uh, all right. I tried. You know, I'm she's siding, she's siding with you guys. I'm fine with that. I'll figure a way out. But to then give grief like in the book in which Superboy dies, like, all right, you guys have won. You've won. And it's like, um, what, what's her statue still doing there? And it's like, seriously, you won. Yeah, you're going to you're, you're going to bitch about winning. Yes, yes, they are because yes. they have to win completely. Exactly, or else they're not going to be happy. And it's, it's that kind of attitude, that kind of silo attitude, that really hurts the universe as a whole. Because then you get things that really just don't make any sense anymore. When right. when they could, they could yeah, when, so when they easily. could make sense. It's true. Mm. You know, now that you know that nothing makes sense, it's okay. Everything's you know to the wind. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But that's okay because the pocket universe then gave us Matrix Supergirl. Uh, Truth, <laughs> and that was successful. So. You know, it's it's it's. And then she was an angel for a hot. Burn was Burn was so against them having Supergirl, and the first thing he did was make <laughs> make a crappy Supergirl. Make a crappy Supergirl. Yeah. And, that's, and, and, that's true. Well, they I had to renew like the character, but it's. Well, I, they had to renew the trademark. Yeah. They yeah. had to publish yeah. something. That's that's the thing about comics that people forget is you're going to see these characters again. Even if they die, they're going to publish or republish some stories just to keep that trademark right. fresh. Right. And so Supergirl, while dead in Crisis, was, was bound and determined to come back at some point in some form later. That yeah. was just going to have to happen exactly. because how much merchandise was she on <laughs> there was a movie we got to keep the rights to the movie so mm-hmm. you know, even though it was crappy and now it's going to be a tv show right. so they they couldn't just not publish anything with supergirl anymore starting a week monday yep soon yes. very very soon looking forward to that yeah, yeah by the way absolutely. i finally caught up on arrow holy crap that uh-huh. racial stuff was cool wasn't it <laughs> i was so happy that katana got some play i'm like yes <sighs> I haven't yeah. watched uh, any of the new episodes, season four. I'm, I'm, I'm currently season three. I just yeah, yeah. Three, so. yep. and I, I just started on Flash season one. No spoilers for me. Oh, internet, no spoilers. Shut right. Get Excellent. watching. Get watching because I'm, I'm I want to talk to you about it. As much as I can, <laughs> as much as I can. I think I'm at at episode four or something. So. It's it way better than Arrow. Yeah, really? yeah. it is. It yeah. is totally. I, thought, I, I really enjoy Arrow, but but Flash is unreal. Yeah. It's okay. just joy. It's yeah. pure superhero joy, and well, you don't get enough it's of that. Got a different vibe, totally. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Arrow it, is back. Um, um, and Darren, Darren, <laughs> yes. 
literally yep. it literally does literally has a different vibe yeah i, I know literally <laughs> I, I, I was like ramon really okay Fine. someone find me a gypsy girl quick <laughs> i need a gypsy girl to be stalking around star labs for no apparent reason for about 10 episodes please and with these tv shows it's just amazing to me how easy it is for people now to accept sort of different continuities when you know these stories we're talking about 30 years ago whatever people were bitching about it you know Uh something changed and now i I think we're kind of primed to accept a different universe because we're dc fans and we've taken a lot of abuse yeah. from, from reboots <laughs> so we're like okay cool i'll just enjoy it for this and this That's is what true. it it's is a matter of course now yeah yeah, yeah. And, and it's okay that you know the movies and the tv shows don't intersect it's cool i can enjoy them both on their individual levels mm-hmm. as long as mm-hmm. they're good you know, it's if if you look at something and it's bad because that thing is bad, then I think that's legitimate. If you look at it and say, "Well, that's not how they did it in the book," in the book, blah blah blah, right. let that go. Just let that go because it's not going to be the same. Yeah, right. you've got a different creative team if you think about it like that. Uh, Frank Miller's Batman is different from Mike W. Barr's Batman is different from Bob Kane's Batman, mm. uh, but they're all legitimate Batman. So right. you can't look at it from the lens of, well, that's not my Batman. You just have to say, is this good? Was it entertaining? Was it a good story? Was exactly. it well done? Was it well acted? And then go from there. And I think you can have some legitimate critiques from that viewpoint, but you can't say that they rehashed this storyline from 20 years ago and the way they did it was horrible because they didn't do it the way the comic did it. Right. I, I just think it's two different mediums and you kind of you have to launch it from there. Yeah. That's something I'm thinking about when I'm talking about these reboot Legion mm-hmm. stories, you know, where I think the perception may have been that they're just retelling some of the old stories, but there's, you know, there's, there's twists, interesting twists that are being put on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they can be enjoyed just for, for what they are. Well, the, there's the ones where they did the sort of the, the just sort of the, okay, here's basically the same story and with this twist to it. With a twist, yeah. But then there was other ones where they where they took it in a whole different direction and it was more than just a, oh, see, like in this one, the, that character lived and in this one, they die, right? They died, yeah. And, uh, but but then they, they got into sort of, again, going in a, di- taking it in a different direction and it was like, right you know, now when they meet this character, it's it's a whole it's a whole different thing. I mean, you know, everything about it is different. And exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, but, but look at like, look at the idea of Feral Lad, right? I mean, talk couldn't be more different from, uh, from what we knew, but there was a certain element to it that was similar. Right. Um, well, even the, even just the, the conception of the Legion itself, where in, you know the old days or whatever it was just it was a club for superheroes and in the reboot it, it really I, f- I feel like it had a purpose it was propaganda for the yeah for the united, united planets, planets yeah. where each, you know, each each planet had to submit somebody mm-hmm. it was this draft uh, which that that makes sense from a sci-fi point of view it really it does. does it does i I, yeah, I feel like it really the legion really had a purpose mm-hmm. yeah no, that's going to be interesting. And, for us and to we'll get see into. eventually when they get around to doing Legion again what the new slant is going to be. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, they can't not do something with Legion every once in a while. They got to keep the trademark fresh. Mm-hmm. Right. That's uh, true. We just had them in JLU. 
Um, they'll they'll show up again sooner or later, maybe not in their own book. And I, I don't want them to show up in their own book until DC is confident that they have a concept that's going to work. Yeah. So I, I'm willing to be patient on that. I want them to really hit the ground running, and I want them to actually commit to doing Legion and doing it well. Right, right. There's plenty for us Legion fans to do in the meantime. <laughs> yep. Well, definitely. Plenty. Definitely. We got, we got to go through the Color Kid omnibus. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Wow. That's ripping, that ripping. old issue maxi series where he was Color Queen. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. Class, you scamp, you. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So if we're all if we're already wrap, to wrap up, I just want to plug uh, your site, Mark. Uh, yes. It is iamthegun.blogspot.com. I, yeah, iamthegun, I-M-T-H-E-G-U-N.blogspot.com. Yes. And that's where everything I do lives, so blog posts and the podcasts. And, and, what, and what will make this easy for everyone is if you go over to our site, legionofsubs2podcasters.com, on the uh, right-hand side of the... Uh, of the page, there is a link to it that takes you right there. Definitely uh, that. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so e- easy to find, easy to find, and uh, and definitely check it out, folks. There's some great stuff there. We've I've, I've really enjoyed reading a lot of it. Thank so. you, thank you, guys. And um, and thanks for having me on. It's been a uh, oh, dream come uh, true, dream come true, really. Aww, damn. You've been an awesome guest star. <laughs> oh, see, he said it. Scott woke up. Thank you, Scott. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and He's right like, now, they shut up about the Legion already. Jesus. Right yeah. now, the uh, the header You're on still the still on about that thing. Right now, the header <laughs> on the site is a Stuart Eminem uh, um, depiction of the origin of the Legion. Isn't he great? Isn't he great? Oh Most yeah, he is. Oh yeah. He just makes me want to eat M Ms when I hear his name. Eminem. exactly all right then (laughs) comments as always are welcome at legion of substitute podcasters at gmail.com you can join in the conversation on our facebook page which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com we are on the twitter we are losp podcast in addition to all these things you can head over to our website legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble and head back to the 21st century, and we will see you all next week. Mort Weisenheimer.